episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash flop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And next week, we'll be covering Heroes so God is it. In Mirror World, or Mirror World, as I'll be calling it, from any point moving forward. Would you like me to uh, say the proper name? <laughs> yes, go for it, Jordan. Hari Sugawa in Mirror World. David, it's Harrisburg in Mirror World, if that helps you. Oh, yes. The for- long forgotten fact that for some reason, the capital of Pennsylvania is Harrisburg instead of Philadelphia. Instead of Philadelphia, which was once the capital of the entire country. I always think that's so weird. Yeah. But if you'd like to read along <laughs> with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. Find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our site, shonenflop.com. But this week, we are talking about Ichigoki's Under Control, and we are joined by the wonderful guest, Colton. Hey, it's me. I'm Colton. Hey. Hey, Colton, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Like I said, I'm Colton. I do a lot of podcasting because I'm crazy and I've been podcasting for 10 years at this point. Oh my God. It's fucking insane. You're vet. I think people would probably most know me from Manga Mavericks. It's basically a podcast that we cover manga, not only as a medium, but as an industry. That's our tagline. We basically <laughs> try to cover whatever we can. We, we cover like, you know, whatever's happening in the industry, obviously, uh, new series, new licenses, basically any manga news we can. We spend too much time on like certain series, like we we do like big, huge, like series retrospectives. We've done episodes on stuff like Dragon Ball, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dr. Slump, like all the big ones that I can remember off the top of my head. We talked about a lot of series, but I can get into all the other podcasts I do at the end. But I think people would most know me cool. from Manga Mavericks in particular. That's awesome. And Dr. Slump is definitely going to come up in this episode. Oh, for sure. For sure. You may know me as Sniper King 323 on Twitter. Probably. Maybe. I've had that handle for a very long time. You know, it's you know where uh, <laughs> you know where the real sniper I Island is cold. Yeah, it's in your heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, friend of the show, Luke has a podcast that's a One Piece Simpsons pop mashup. Yeah, and he's really excited to get to the Soga King arc because they said for the entire podcast they're just going to play it straight that they think Soga King is a different person. That is great. That is great. I love that. <laughs> so he said he's really excited to have that as a running joke on the Wait, show. Wait, who, who? What do you mean? Who is he? Oh, uh, Luke. He he was a guest on our More King show. No, the fuck. It, what fuck it? Whatever. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I was too many levels of irony for Jordan. He just couldn't keep up. That's, ugh, oh, God, man. David. Whatever, fuck it. I also I'm couldn't tired. keep up with this fucking manga. So, Jordan, why no. don't you tell us a bit about it? All right. So, this is Ichigaki's Under Control. It was written by Hayashi Seiji. His other works include Chikyu Ningen Terachan from 2017, Seven Chapters, Shonen Jump Plus. This guy is, wow, that's a flop, actually. Holy shit. Seven Chapters. God damn. <laughs> this guy is uh, familiar with failure. It was originally a two part feature in Weekly Shonen Jump, expanded to a mini series on Jump Plus. Actually, that's, the, that's an auto flop. That was uh, two parts and people liked it so much that they were like, nah, let's get it, let's give it more. So never mind. <laughs> a delinquent must be kind to a young girl who is the avatar of the earth as what happens to her affects the whole world. Features Hide, who is a recurring character in the creator's manga uh, in a side role. And the next one is I'm from Japan from 2018 to 2020, six volumes for 45 chapters, ran a weekly Shonen Jump and Psycho Jump. Japan 
Japan Hinamoto is obsessed with Japan to the point of having a nonsensical fighting style built around the trademarks of each prefecture of good old Nihon. Stupid gag manga that provided a platform for advertisers to promote their prefectural delights. Maxi B notes, no seriously, it ran adverts in each chapter. <laughs> Even at an anime, but not a good one according to Maxi B. Yeah, it's pure propaganda why I got an anime. That is insane. It's just a tourism manga. That is ridiculous. We actually talked about the first couple chapters on Manga Mavericks, like back when it first came out. And my friend and co-host, Larmamayasha, had the theory that like, oh, this is clearly commissioned by like the Board of Tourism over there. And that's the only reason this exists. <laughs> yeah, I would consider this series a flop in the true heart of itself. It clearly got an anime solely for fucking, uh, you know, tourism reasons. Yep. 45 chapters very rarely merits a fucking anime. Yeah, it's got to be something really special. Yeah, but anyway, we're not talking about that. Ishigaki's under control. Ran from November 28th, 2022 to April 17th, 2023. It replaced, according to Maxi B, nothing, really. But it might have uh, took over the spot of Ruri Dragon due to it going on hiatus. I read a little bit of Ruri Dragon and honestly was a little impressed by it. Yeah, the author got really sick. That's why it's not running right now. Oh, yeah. That was supposed to be the next big hit for Shonen Jump. Yeah, and it could have been. Yeah. Maybe when it comes back, it can be. But the series that replaced this was Nui's Exorcist by Kota Kawaii. The series in the same round. Oh, this was an interesting round. I remember when this round of four manga came out. Uh, they were Cypher Academy by Nisio Isen of Shonen Shoujo. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, uh -huh. Yeah, you didn't oh. know that? It's, it's by that guy. I didn't know that. Oh, man. Colton, uh, if you haven't heard the episode on it, I cannot explain explain Shonen Shoujo without spending like 10 minutes on it. We don't have time. I've listened to the episode. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Just pause this and go listen to that whole episode. And come back. Seriously, if you want to know what that is, just listen to the fucking episode. It was created by that guy and Yuji Iwasaki. Famously, uh, if you don't know this, Colton, that was a manga about Japanese word puzzles and the English translator quit in the middle of it because it was just too fucking hard to translate into English. Yep. The next one is Fabricant 100 by Daisuke Enoshima, which is, which is apparently still going. None of these actually have been canceled. Which shocks me because Fabricant 100, the concept was all right, but the storytelling when I read it was trash. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still going. I think Shona Jones just really desperate for something to stick. Yeah, and then the next one is the Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins by Tizen 5, which seems to be the only one that could be kind of good. It is pretty good. I've read at least like the first couple chapters. I think I'll read it once it hits the 35 chapter mark and we can't cover it anymore. Yeah, so I remember when that round happened. So this is the only one so far to be canceled. And I am not shocked to hear that out of all four of them, this is the one to get canceled. This manga ran for 19 chapters over two volumes. This manga uh, was a little special to me because it's one of the first manga I read on Shonen Jump where I was just immediately like, this is getting canceled. Just speaks cancel me. You know, let, why don't we go into how I immediately knew that this was going to get canceled? Oh, yeah, Jordan, and I am looking forward to your plot summary. One day, Misao showed up to see her childhood friend Ichigaki. I would like everybody to note that in this entire plot summary, I misspelled Ichigaki's name to have an A instead of an O. Just to see if we'd notice, and we didn't, because we didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> 
she showed up to see her childhood friend Ichigaki, who was shocked to see that she had shrunk herself down to the size of a mouse. Misao is a mad scientist who needs, I'm not kidding here, animal testicles to grow back to normal size. So they go to the <laughs> zoo to get said testicles, and Ichigaki is immediately murdered by, as the manga says, a horny gorilla. He wakes up the next morning, though, to discover that he is now a cyborg, and Misao must help pilot him by just hanging out inside his head. But also, the first day of school is today! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! And the prom's tomorrow. Oh, fuck, I was about to say that. God, <laughs> fuck, God. But that's also what I was referencing, so yeah. Ichigaki rushes to high school using a butthole rocket, seriously, and together, the two decide to try and live out his youth without anyone finding out he's a cyborg, which they give up on not too long into the manga. Ichigaki meets a weird but nice delinquent kid named Flower who ends up being too close of a friend. I don't know, it's a gag manga and blah, blah, blah. Ugh. They do physical fitness tests and you know that it's like, oh, he's going to be too strong for it. And guess what? The joke is that he's too strong for it. Yeah. He scares a robber with like a bunch of faces. Maybe the only funny joke in the whole I manga. do have to say, I enjoy the fact that the robber came through the hole he made in the previous chapter. Yeah, that was great. I can respect comedy series with continuity. Yeah, again, that was like the only funny, relatively funny chapter. I actually made a list and I will read it at the appropriate of every time I slightly was like, that was kind of funny. That happened in this series. David literally made a list of every funny joke in this manga and it is not a long And there list. are gaps in chapters. But yeah, uh, he also stops the Yakuza, it's stupid. Also, there's a girl that Ichigaki has a crush on, but she's crazy about animals and thinks Misao is a hamster because everyone is like half fucking blind in this series and can't even can't see when Ichigaki like is a cyborg and it might have been funny one time and then that's the whole joke for the whole manga, Popcorn David. The school president who commands a legion of followers wants to capture Ichigaki because he's no human. Misao creates a version of the antidote, but she swaps testicles for eggs, <laughs> resulting yep. in her growing way bigger until she gets shot by drones with a shrink serum. Yeah, the series went from one fetish to another <laughs> fetish really quickly. This is the totally spies of manga. <laughs> <laughs> then another childhood friend of theirs named Seasons appears to challenge them to different games every season, facilitating a sudden time skip to graduation. The school president comes back and she has a crush on Ichigaki, but he's too paranoid from last time to listen to her. There's a battle of the bands where Ichigaki transforms into musical instruments in a very unsettling way. Jordan is very right. That made me feel very uncomfortable with that drawing. It was very weird. <laughs> Everyone starts reminiscing about events that we didn't see happen, and Ichigaki can't remember either until Misao goes on a quest to fix his memory, which was, this was a joke that was done in uh, Matama Security, and it was way funnier when they did that. Way better in Matama Security. At which point he cries. The parents decide to go find the three mystical animal testicles in order to restore their original bodies, so it turns into Dragon Ball Z parody for a bit. The two go to America to find the first ball and are arrested for a legal entry where they become cellmates <laughs> with the owner of the ball. God, this is actually when the manga starts getting really good. Bakker and Colton. Okay, good. I get to read this part. They help make a mean prisoner nice and he gives them his nut. Four years later, Ichigoki and Misao are released from prison and are ready to find the other balls when their future selves appear to tell them that they're in a future Trunks parody now and help them find 
find their next ball. Next, it's time for the high school reunion, but Ichigoki is busy trading in the demon world yep. to fight the demon king who has the last ball around his neck. But this is a wacky manga, so his class has decided to have the reunion in the demon realm with him. Misao gets trash and offers the demon king some sake, at which point he becomes a nice guy and gives him his testicle. Another time skip happens, and we're at Misao and Ichigoki's wedding when all the bad guys attack. Misao takes control of Ichigoki again and fires his head as an attack. Everyone laughs as Ichigoki's head arrives in the hands of an evil organization. Totally forgot to mention the kid who wanted to compete in the battle bots, but whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was very sudden. And uh, We're, oh man, this reading this plot summary, we're gonna have a lot to tear apart. But before we do that, let's get into the character. So, Colton, do you mind telling us about the title name character of the series? Yeah, we have our main character, Kai Ichigoki, who turned into a robot man, is basically the straight man of the manga. He complains a lot. And he's under control. He's very under control. Uh, very, very under control. That's kind of about it. Like, he is just kind of the typical straight man character. He's not really interesting outside of that. Like, he just wants to live out his high school life. And, like, that's his entire motivation because that's that's just kind of the motivation for a lot of high school manga, I guess. It's weird because, like, he's very simple. And then he gets soccer fever and it feels very out of character because he's previously seemed completely dispassionate in everything. So it was it was weird. Suddenly he's interested in something super hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then even at the end of that chapter, the offer is like, wait, that didn't make any sense. Let's pretend he wasn't. Yeah, he was like, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was. And then he stopped. The one thing I did like about that chapter was that, like, there was one little character thing I liked where it's like, you know, because he, he's afraid to kind of, like, let his robot powers loose. And he kind of thinks for a second, like, you know, I have these robot powers. I might as well use them to, you know, for, for the greater good and help out people or whatever. But that doesn't really ever come back. No, weird. A character moment doesn't come back. Also, he's, like, apparently a musician. That was, like, out of nowhere. Just all of a sudden there's a chapter going into the drama of being in a band. There's, like, this weird subplot where people, hate him for being a cyborg like there's a whole thing where he borderline gets canceled for being a cyborg that's really weird because it's like the lead and like the rival death metal band that they have to fight against in that battle of bands chapter tries to be like you want to listen to a band like led by a cyborg and it's like yeah that sounds fucking cool why would people be upset about right? that <laughs> yeah there's like are you yeah. unaware there's literally like the gorillas has no actual humans in that band you know or craft work too hey shout out to craft work who is the writer of Roni Kenshin Chord? Uh, Hatsune Miko. Yeah, well, this fucking popular pop star that is literally an AI. <laughs> Yeah. Or uh, have you ever heard Captured by Robots, David? No. Oh, that's like a metal band where the premise is that the lead singer was captured by these little robots that he built to play music along with him. But no, it's like all of a sudden, like every other time in the manga when it's like they revealed to be a cyborg, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Hey, that's really cool. You're a cyborg. And then it's like the one time it's like everyone's racist against cyborgs. <laughs> it's like, like literally that's what it is. It's There's like, a lot of robot racism. And the thing is, though, it wasn't even coded as like normal racism, so it didn't even have like a good message to it. It really was like he got canceled for being a cyborg. It's really weird. Ichigoki, just in general, the most generous reading I can give of this character is that he's a kid just getting into high school. Maybe he's trying out all these clubs because like he's still kind of like figuring himself out as we all do in high school. But again, th that's that's your body's most... changing, son. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the most generous reading I can give of the character. Otherwise, Ichigoki himself is not really an interesting character. I thought some of his reactions were kind of funny here and there, but that's like a bigger thing we can get into maybe later about this manga. Oh, you mean you mean how literally every time anything happens, he has to have some big reaction that a lot of the time just kills the joke? Yes, that was the number one thing I was going to talk about in the where it failed. Yeah. So let's, let's keep it for now. Let's move on to his partner in crime. Jordan, you want to tell us about the, the very blatant fetish character? <laughs> Misao Chisaki, she's like a mad scientist. She just shows up and she shrunk herself down and needs to find all these fucking animal testicles. Her basic character is that she's a big, dumb baby. She cries about everything. And then sometimes she gets very emotional. Uh, wow, great female representation author. <laughs> It's literally like, oh, man, she's trying to fight, but she tripped and hurt her little thingy. Aw, isn't she so sad and cute? She hurt her finger. Aw, she can't do anything. <laughs> like, that's her main joke. I'm not even joking. That is like the main repeated running gag with her, that she's a weak little baby. Yeah. I think it's actually the worst in um I forget what chapter it was. I it's the ch it's whatever chapter where Ichigoki gets like a virus and she has to like go inside him yeah. to like to, to cure him. She keeps doing like the very relatable thing of like, you know, I'll I'll get to it and then she like gets distracted. She falls asleep. <laughs> or like one bad thing happens and it just kind of ruins your entire day and you don't want to get to it. Like it just kind of gets to the point where like the joke is, oh, Ichigoki just kind of takes care of it himself. And then there's a moment where she gets normal size briefly and oh my god guys she's hot. And this entire series is just fetishes. And then I guess <laughs> last character I want to talk about is Flower who is genuinely the best character in the series. He is definitely weed coated and it's actually quite impressive they explicitly mention marijuana in a shonen jump manga. Well, they explicitly have a marijuana joke. It's like, "Oh, he's growing bad grass." And then someone's like, <laughs> "Oh man, they got to weed that out and then weed is bolded." <laughs> yeah, and it's just pot plants are next to him, except the flowers are like rotated 180 degrees. And it turns out that, nah, that's not true. He was just raising flowers because he just likes flowers a lot. You know, the editor was like, you got to rotate yeah. these. <laughs> I think that's how they got away with that reference was, don't worry, guys, it's not actually weed. Don't worry. It's just an upside down weed plant. Cool. Nobody's going <laughs> to notice, guys. No one's going to notice. No one noticed that, but we did notice how bad this manga is. So why don't we get to why it failed? So Colton, as the baddest one here, why don't you tell us what were some issues you had with the series? Well, I mean, first off, thank you. I, I take that as a compliment. I appreciate that. The baddest motherfucker in the whole call. I'm actually very sweet. No, but uh, I think part of the reason it failed, and I, I have to be honest with you guys, I haven't had a chance to say it yet. I think I am probably the most positive on this manga out of the three of us on the call here, because I, I actually genuinely think it, the series starts off pretty funny, because when I read the first chapter of this for the first time, something about a manga that starts off with, oh, I got to help my friend look for a bunch of testicles. Like, that's already funny enough. Full disclosure, I'm a huge Gintama fan, so like <laughs> I'm very used to this kind of humor. But then, like, not only that, but then he gets, literally the next page he gets fucking killed by a giant gorilla i don't know how you don't want to read the rest of the manga after this like that was the thing that kind of pulled me in so i think like the first couple of chapters are actually pretty funny and i i want to say it's around and we didn't mention her because she's not really important for more than like maybe a couple chapters but uh the student council president kirika i think that's her name she shows up in like chapter five i think i think that's around when my interest in the manga started waning and like the concept of i died and my scientist friend made me into a cyborg 
I think that's a really fun concept, especially for a gag manga. But like, I don't know, basically from chapter five up until the manga just goes balls to the walls cr- uh, crazy. We'll, we'll talk about that for sure. <laughs> balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, balls yeah, to the wall. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> basically, the like the middle portion of this series, like I feel like it's diminishing returns. Like like the concept isn't really delivering as much as I would like it to. You know? Yeah, I think that's a big reason why I failed to me personally. Yeah, totally. I mean, a lot of the time it is like the same two or three jokes over and over again. Yeah, and the author has no confidence in his work, so he has to explain every single fucking joke. Also, it's really funny because this author clearly knew that this was getting canceled halfway through the fucking manga. <laughs> like, usually you wait until the last few chapters to have the time skip. This author was like, like, maybe somebody gave him false information that he was getting canceled at a certain point. And then he just was like, oh, I have a few. I'm not canceled yet. All right. Well, here's a few more chapters then. I mean, I think this author really just knew this series sucked and he just wanted to see how far he could get. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big thing, too. Like a lot of time passes in this series and I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, the flash where they just jumped two years. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this real quick. There's literally a chapter where they introduce another childhood friend that like they don't build up whatsoever. But it's like, oh, this is like her third childhood friend who like constantly challenges me to fights or whatever and keeps modding his body. I genuinely thought that like I accidentally skipped the chapter because I'm like, I don't remember this character at all. So there's that. (laughs) Well, this manga has no actual reoccurring characters. Like, Flower is barely in it. I just talked about Flower because Flower is probably the most introducing character in the supporting cast. Yeah, but, like, they barely use him for anything, unfortunately. I think in a in a world where this series got to go on for maybe, like, an extra volume at least, I think Hayashi maybe would have had a bit more time to do more with him, you know? He sort of becomes like a useless character and it is kind of a shame because like he shows up and it's like, wow, he's not like your typical character that you see here. Like he's a total airhead, but it's like he's also a delinquent, but he said he's like a sweet guy. Yeah, it's like a complicated little thing there that they have. It's a little interesting. Yeah, he is easily the most interesting character. But like I said, he doesn't have time to do anything with them. So he's just kind of around. Yeah. Well, the series, the software also is constantly abandoning concepts like I think maybe once reuses one of his special abilities where if he was actually like thinking about this, I would get all the mileage I could out of an ability before introducing a new one. Yeah, he can turn invisible and it's used once. There's a million things you could do with that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or he turns into a motorcycle. <laughs> he had a fucking wacky racers chapter. Aww. He turns into a jet ski. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of places you could go with this concept, and it just feels like he doesn't. He doesn't push it far enough. And honestly, like one of my biggest gripes with this is that every now and then the author's like, all right, this is getting too wacky. Let's kind of introduce some pathos here. So he'll just have Misao say something touching. Yeah. It just never works for me. No. It never does. She's like, well, I just wanted you to live out your youth ichigaki's like misao oh misao and it's like no no i don't and he loved her the whole time he loved her the whole time david the funniest example of that is the chapter where they meet that one kid who like really idolizes misao and is like oh i want to be your apprentice i also want to be a mad scientist and like she thinks well of him at first and then like totally proves her wrong and she like has a panic attack over it or whatever like oh shit i didn't see this coming i thought that was kind of funny he builds like an evil robot and then he's like, aha, I want to take over the whole world now. And Ichigaki's like, damn it, he's so cute that I might have to forgive him. Yeah. Did you notice, by the way, her size kept changing like very inconsistently? Yeah, it was not consistent. 
she goes from being like the size of a cell to being the size of a foot, depending on what's needed. Yeah. Or sorry, depending on the offer's fetish at the time. <laughs> I mean, she goes into him and he's kind of got like a bender style, like civilization living inside him. Yeah. <laughs> One thing also, by the way, in terms of the writing that really pissed me off is there were so many of these little pun jokes that didn't actually make sense. It was to the point I asked in the Discord, I was like, guys, is this like a really bad translator? And they're like, no, he's one of the best. It's just somehow the manga is so terrible, even he couldn't work with the material. Like when they're like talking about drinking energy drink, he's like talking about having the bitter with the sweet. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Energy drinks are not bitter. What? Yeah, what? Like that was like this joke makes zero sense. And apparently just the material is that bad he didn't know how to translate the joke because there was no joke to translate oh yeah but those jokes are constantly in there where he keeps making little jokes that offset any type of pacing of the actual comedy he's trying to put in the series yeah it is frankly exhausting the it's just not funny enough to justify this wacky premise and the author just really i cannot overstress this enough the author gives the fuck up (laughs) about halfway through this series but for the better as we talk about and what we did well To end the series with them getting married is, I feel, the most boring way you could have ended the series. Yeah. God, imagine if it just ended with them getting arrested. Oh, yeah, like Monty Python, the Holy Grail. And her double tie say. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great ending. It's just like the laziest, most obvious way to end it. Like, oh, there's a little bit of romantic tension and there hasn't been romantic tension. At all, really. Well, it's offers fetish, so he thinks he's just constantly horny for this tiny lady the whole time. Like, they're friends, sure, but, like, you never get the sense that Ishigaki's like, whoa, she's hot. Like, he seems annoyed with her 99% of the time. And then it's just, like, when she gets normal size again, she's like, well, better get married. Yep, and then, um, why don't we start migrating to what it did well, but does anyone have any points they really want to bring up? Did we talk about the art yet? Oh, the art's terrible, yeah. The art is really bad. And there are moments where I realize this author has, like, some skill, but it's like he just chose a really, really bad design, like, sensibility. Just a terrible aesthetic. Yeah, it's an ugly art style. But as we talked about, the covers, for some reason, go insanely hard. Yeah, those are actually pretty good. Because this author does have skill. Yeah. But Colton, what what would you say is the last negative that uh, you want to discuss? I've kind of like talked about it here and there, but I I really just want to drive this point home when it comes to like gag series, comedy series, whatever, you know, stuff like this or, you know, say Dr. Slump, you know, comedy series with like an ensemble cast just in general. I think the thing that killed this series for me the most is the fact that like because, you know, some some gag series like really live or die for me by like the strength of their ensemble cast. And unfortunately, because of like for how long this manga ran, I again, this is a series where I I think I would have liked to see it like go on for at least another volume to see if maybe we could have at least developed the side cast because like literally like Ichigoki has uh, Hanaoka, the the flower guy, and then he has like two other friends that like kind of show up here and there and like we don't get their names until like 13 chapters in or whatever. I really think this series could have been better if it had the chance to develop its side characters and we actually had time to like do more with them, you know, like I, I think that's the thing that kills me about the series and I just really wanted to drive that point home. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like there's that guy who wants to be an idol or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'd say the best character, in my opinion, is the teacher. We haven't even talked about him yet. Oh, fuck. We forgot about the teacher. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But why don't we use that as a segue then to actually go into what it did well? So, Colton, though, on that note of the teacher, like, I guess that's a really great starting point. What made you enjoy the teacher so much as a positive in the series? 
Well, because generally, I really love extremely passive characters. Like, it's the reason why I love Mashal in particular. Like, <laughs> oh, the teacher of Mashal <laughs> definitely would be no DNA test needed. <laughs> what would their interaction be like? You know, I want to see that crossover. Yeah, he just doesn't care. Like, that's the reason I love series like that so much is I love characters that don't give a shit and just actively do not give a shit. I keep bringing up Mashal, but I know some people, I think as Mashal went on, people got kind of tired of that gag a little bit. Like, it became a little too repetitive. I don't know. I, I think it's funny all the way through, personally, but that's just me. And I think the best chapter in the series is the one where it's like, oh, that one student who tries to tell the teacher, like, oh, I want to be a cool idol or whatever. And, like, does it isn't, like, upset with him because, like, he, t like, he told him, like, oh, he shouldn't fucking do that or whatever what was it like he interrupted him or something or like didn't give him the right praise i don't remember it was something really petty to the point where like yeah. they take him out and the rest of his students to eat and like he's gonna have to pay and it turns out to be like a rip-off restaurant run by the yakuza or whatever and it's this whole yeah. thing where like the yakuza think he's like this legendary yakuza guy that like they do reference in like the beginning of the chapter so like they do set that up yeah and they do like a hologram to give him like a dragon tattoo or something and it's all very strange yeah, yeah. So, like, the main premise behind the teacher is that every time you ask him, so he's just like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Yep. He reminded me of, like, a racer head from My Hero Academia, kind of. Yeah, he's got that same energy. I can see that. He just, like, seems to just not give a shit, and then they kind of reveal, oh, because he's tired all the time because he's up late at night trying to help students. Yeah, he's such a good teacher. Yeah, honestly, I, that's just realistic, honestly, because some, some teachers are Should have like been that. a series about him. He's like the best character in the series, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Flower, I just give him credit because Flower is supposed to be a character that shows up multiple times rather than like the teacher kind of feels like a prop. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Not that Flower's really got much in depth. At, at least compared to Flower, like the teacher got to live out his full potential more than Flower, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like he kind of got all the mileage he could out of him in that in like that one chapter. Which is rare for the this because this uh, author very rarely gets the full mileage out of his ideas. Yeah. yeah. I also want to say, you know, David's going to talk about it in his list of actually funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't I kick that off? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. For everyone's listening pleasure, I have created a list of every time I kind of chuckled, not to say any of these were actually funny funny, but I was like, yeah, that was kind of cute. I have noted the chapter and the instance, so let me read it off. Chapter two, there's a shitty drawn face robber. <laughs> This one was actually funny. I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. the robber comes through the hole that Ishigaki made in chapter one, as David mentioned, and he's a bank robber who just shows up at the school and he wants to take hostages. And earlier in the chapter, Misao talks about how she made all these spare heads for yep. Ichigaki and they all look terrible because she's a bad artist because she's a dumb little baby <laughs> and the teacher's like what would your mom think about you to the robber and he's like I haven't seen my mom in 20 years so then she she swaps out Ichigaki's head with one of her poorly drawn faces and the robber's like mom <laughs> <laughs> He takes off his mask and his face is also poorly drawn in the same exact way. <laughs> like, again, that was honestly probably the funniest joke in the whole manga for me. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Oh, that's when he actually tried and he's like, this still isn't working when I try. And yeah. he never tried again. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, to keep going. So number three was the diamond mode face. Number five was the dialogue. Forget the energy drink. We have monsters coming after me. 
Uh, monsters. <laughs> Number six was uh, when she's asleep and she's having the cow rustler dreams where she's just living out this, like, how she stole a cow and has to defend herself. <laughs> See, even you guys are like, okay, that one's actually kind of funny. Nine is the hole in the classroom continues to be used. Just, uh, I'm a sucker for continuity in gag series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number 15, the Bishoden guy's robot. When he just says, I have questions, I have so many questions about this. <laughs> Number 16, the lost memory premise. Okay, okay. I want to say I really liked the lost memory premise, the idea or no, not the lost. Memory, never mind. I, th- I was I actually don't like that. I was going to talk about the something else. I just thought it was funny how he worked in into the plot, making flashbacks to events that didn't happen, yep. which flashbacks to events that didn't happen is inherently always funny. Just we've seen series like community show like what is the apex of that joke? Mm-hmm. See, th- yeah, the thing is, it's just like it's not wasn't funny because like I read Mitama Security, which did it way better. That's fair. yeah, so much better. Jordan, why don't we give the audience for who haven't listened to that episode a little context of how it did that joke better? Uh, Mitama Security, they get to like the last chapter, and the main character is like, "Oh, we went on so many adventures," and most of the adventures that they show just didn't happen in the manga. Yeah, he's like, remember when we had the cook-off with the angel or we got stuck in the riddle house for three days? And like, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's actually funny. Yeah, it was the only time where we were like, this is way better than the ending this series would have had if it wasn't canceled. Yeah, yeah. Because he got to burn through all the ideas he actually had for the manga. And that- yeah. <laughs> I-, I do want to give Hayashi like a little credit because I-, I can't stress enough that like that chapter where they do just kind of skip to them being third years did really throw me off. And it did make me think like he's clearly prepping for the inevitability that he might be canceled like this. This feels like a safeguard, you know, like he's preparing for that. I like that Hayashi during that chapter is like playing with that idea of like, oh, I don't remember any of these fucking people. Oh, now I suddenly remember all the adventures that I definitely had. I like that he's kind of playing around with that. Like he has, he at least has a sense of humor about the fact that like he clearly had like probably had a lot of different story ideas that he's just not going to get to do now. I did like a couple of those characters though. Like the teacher has like these weird tattoos the principal does. And then, and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then like, there's just a caveman there. <laughs> the caveman <Yeah>. hacker. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a caveman hacker. That was pretty good. Like. I want to see Chigoki hang out with him. Yeah. yeah. It felt like the uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole episode. <laughs> oh, my God, Rick, Rick and does. Morty a little yeah, bit. which was also by Dan Harmon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as community. <laughs> oh, God. It's almost like Dan Harmon's a better writer than this guy. Weird. He's much better at making sci-fi comedy than this guy. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Oh, I actually did also have a note where I said, what a base teacher. So I'm with Jordan on that note. Honestly, one of my favorite jokes in the whole series was um, they went to prison. Yeah. They solved their issue in like two days. And then they're like, man, we 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 stayed for four years and lived dirt out our prison sentence. <laughs> yeah. None of that has to do with reducing their prison sentence. Yeah. No, they, they legitimately spent four years in prison and it's never brought up again. It's one of the few times in the series doesn't beat a joke into the fucking dirt. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it's crazy that he starts like 13 at the end of the series he's like almost 30 because of how many time skips they have yeah i cannot stress enough i laughed so hard when they were like oh yeah we were in prison for four years i if you asked me to predict like what happens at the end of this manga i would have i wouldn't be able to tell you yeah Yeah. i mean the series gets way better after it graduates Yeah. yeah I will say um, I really liked the season's time skip because yeah. I was just like, no, they're not going to actually do that, right? <laughs> and then they really did. Then he did. They really did. <laughs> what a sneaky time skip, too. 
Yeah. The time skips here were clever. It's almost like a diegetic time skip. Yeah. 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 Like, they're no different than the time skips in Dragon Ball, honestly. Because it was like, oh, now it's spring. Now it's summer. Now it's fall. And I'm like, you guys have went through like two years of this. And they're like, wow, it's been two years. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I really do appreciate just an author that I think just stopped giving a shit. And I felt like every chapter he made was a challenge for how to where do I go from here that I, I have put myself in this absurd position at the yeah. end of this chapter. And he just kept going. There's a point where he was clearly like, shit, what the fuck do I do now? God damn it. And yeah, you got to respect that on a level, you know? Honestly, yeah. And then I think, though, on that note of like, where the fuck do we go from here? Why don't we actually dive into where it could have gone? Yeah. Hmm. So, Jordan, what most, like, would you have done to have kind of fixed this series? God, I don't fucking know, David. <laughs> and that's I, our like, show. That's our show. Oh, God, this series got fucking insane. I think I would have liked it to get more insane, I guess. Like, why the fuck not? And just turn into Cromartie High School. <laughs> just, I guess. I mean, it feels like it's rare to see a gag manga that doesn't take place in high school in some way. Mm -hmm. So I kind of would have liked them to keep doing that where it's like, ah, oh, now they're out in the world. Yeah, same. You know, what are they going to do next? You know, like, um, I would have liked to see things be more canon, you know, like, yeah. kind of like how a gravity boys did it where crazy shit happened, but they still had consequences. Like the series never forgot an insane thing that occurred in like chapter 10. That has like One Piece level callbacks. That series is completely unafraid of changing its status quo on a dime. Turn into penis bleached. <laughs> yeah. Which is about the level of absurd change that this had. Though that was for like four chapters. Yeah. Oh, and uh, listeners can hear our full thoughts on A Gravity Boys exclusively on our Patreon. Yeah. I enjoyed how this series was willing to shake up the status quo in surprising ways. And I would have liked to see that keep happening. Like, just fuck it. Why not? Just change shit. Have them in a completely different situation. Like, have it be a completely unrecognizable manga by, like, chapter 30. Imagine if this was, like, My Hero Academia, except instead of superpowers, everyone has a weird gag manga gimmick. Oh, God. And it's just the main character is the one person that's a, the straight man, and so the entire world warps is warped around him. He's like, you have the first normal person to be born in 80 years. Oh, God. So it's like uh, comedic House of M, almost. When everyone's funny, nobody is. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good six for summary for this series. Uh, I live in a vaudeville world, but I'm normal. Yeah. How about you, Colton, though? Uh, what are some things that you would have changed about this series? I'm conflicted on this, actually, because at first I thought, like, oh, this would have been, like, a prime series to turn into, like, like an action comedy, you know? Like, th this is prime for, okay, we're going to start out as a gag comedy, but if that doesn't work, we'll veer right into action. But honestly, I kind of respect that it didn't, because I feel like it would have been really easy for this series to do that. But at the same time, if, if we at least had, like, the time to maybe do, like, maybe one or two arcs where, like, you know, it's still a comedy but maybe like the stakes are a little higher like i obviously there's there's the big spread in that chapter where he like remembers all the all the different adventures he had i think there's a there's a small image in the what was it bottom right corner of like th this like domineering like cyborg girl probably she literally has like the like the cyclops glasses like from x-men or whatever and she's carrying ichigoki's head that feels like something that like could have yeah. happened like oh suddenly we're gonna like up the stakes like maybe somebody's trying to steal 
steal Ichigoki's head to like st steal the technology or whatever. Because they also kind of like they hinted that at the the end of the series where it's like, oh, Ichigoki's head gets sent off somewhere, and a bunch of guys who their future selves. We haven't even mentioned there's time travel in this series. That's not even like the weirdest part of this thing. Their future selves tell them like basically what's gonna happen. Like, oh yeah, eventually somebody's gonna steal Ichigoki and use their technology to like form an evil organization. And the series just ends with them like setting up that plot, which I think is kind of weird, honestly. Like, yeah, basically the worst timeline's gonna happen. Like, I don't know. That's a that's a weird note for the series for me for it to end on, I guess. But like, I I wonder if like if the series had kept going, like, was that something that like Hayashi was going to do? Like, did their future selves basically tell them like, oh, this is all the shit you're gonna miss out on now that I'm canceled, basically. You know, <laughs> this whole series is constantly threatening to become an action comedy. Yeah. Never gets there. And yeah, if it became an action comedy, then it would have given it some structure, some like actual stakes. I actually would have kind of liked to see it be an action comedy where like all the villains have like completely have like more serious powers. But Ichigoki is just like butthole rocket. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Almost One Punch Man, kind of. That's kind. That's almost the premise of One Punch Man. Almost. Except he just has one thing that he does, and that's the joke. Again, I respect that it didn't, because I feel like a lot of these comedy series, like, that's the route they go. Like, I like Mashal. Kanikuman. You know, that's a big example, too. Oh, yeah, hey, man, hey! Jordan, I've oh, been fucking love I've, I've been into Kanikuman, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, and we mentioned this earlier, like, I think the series starts off really funny, actually. I really like the way it starts off. But again, like, very early on, it feels like diminishing returns on the premise of, oh, I've been turned into a cyborg and I have to go to high school. Like, because, you know, like, stuff like Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, they have those beginning portions where it's like, oh, I'm kind of, like, feeling around the premise and kind of doing one-off stories until I get to, like, my first big arc that, like, transforms the entire series forever. Like, I kind of feel like Ichigoki in a perfect world like Hayashi would have had the time to just kind of do whatever funny dumb little gags he wants but then maybe get to the point where it's like okay maybe I'm kind of tired of this premise I I've kind of done all the ideas I want to do let's do something else with this you know let's do a big arc maybe I don't know I mean, it kind of sucks that manga gets canceled so much faster these days yeah. because you mentioned Kanikuman. Kanikuman fucking sucks for like 26 it chapters. It sure does. <laughs> Like, it is borderline unreadable. <laughs> it's horrible. So if you read it, would you recommend someone just skip to, like, chapter 25 or something? Yes, actually. Like, it's one of the few manga I would recommend to do that with. There's, like, one chapter where you int you're introduced to Terry Man. Maybe read that one because it just sets up some stuff. But, like, nothing else is relevant. Just jump to when he starts getting into the tournament. I'm not even joking. If you're watching the anime, just straight up skip the first six episodes. You get, like, nothing. Oh, and Yu Yu Hakusho is the king of that. <laughs> yeah. Where literally every, even the anime skipped the first arc. Yeah. yeah. But the anime, the anime, you don't have to skip the, any episodes, I don't think. Well, because they already skipped episodes for you. But in the manga, you have to skip, like, three volumes. <laughs> I actually read it when I reread it, and no, those characters are ever relevant for the rest of the series. No. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I actually like some of those beginning stories, but, you know, some of them are better than others. They're not all terrible. Also, I feel like since we're kind of getting into, like, miscellaneous fought territory, why don't we actually migrate into that section? Yeah. Something to point out I, I noticed is the student council president is president for three years, which shouldn't be possible because she was, I think, a second year when he was a freshman. So how is she still in high school? When you have the ability to control the student body like zombies, I feel like you can just do whatever the fuck you want. She's the purple man. 
they say that she has charisma pheromones. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, what the fuck does that mean? She really wants to ask out Ichigoki, then I don't know, that's probably the reason she stays, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But by the way, that's that's probably one of my least favorite chapters, actually, is the one where they have their, like, school festival, and it's this whole thing where, like, oh, uh, Kirika comes back, and, oh, she clearly wants to, like, get her revenge on me and my friends, and you could you can call it a mile away that, like, no, she doesn't want revenge. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, like, a bad guy from previously in the series, you think, wants to get the revenge, but no, they're actually nice, and they don't care anymore. Like, I could see that coming a mile away. I do like how that ended, though, where it's like he like tax her and also sends her along with the giant fireworks she was going to light off into space. Sometimes the series, I don't know, I think it lives or dies by its like absurdism. And like that was the thing kind of keeping me engaged. But otherwise, yeah, yeah I don't know. I do think that if it was going to do that, it should have brought her back a few more times. Like, you think she's going to be a recurring character. You think it's going to be like a plot. There's no recurring characters in the series. There aren't. But like that chapter also felt weird because, again, it had Ishigaki being like hot blooded and like quick to anger and frustration. And like he's never like that. That was kind of ever in the rest of the manga. It felt weird. Yeah. By the way, I have some fun trivia from Maxi B. So who's ready? Sure. Yeah. They say volume extras are paltry. Each chapter gets a bonus little gag, finger quotes, on the extra pages in between, and then you have sketchy bonus comic at the back of each volume. No assistant credits, no insight, no polish. Chapter 14, Miseo dresses up as the coach Anzai from Slam Dunk, a much better manga. The greatest manga of all time, as Maxi B has said. Though that's not true because we know what the best sports manga of all time is, don't we, Jordan? Ice Shield 21? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hayashi's mascot character, Hide, does not appear in this manga, I think. But it's in the bonus at the end of the series, we see a button on Miseo and Ichigoki's child makes their face turn into Hide's. Okay. I'm sure if you gave a shit about that offer, that'd be a fun fact. It's kind of like how Anna keeps showing up in the Shaman King, guys. Yes. Oh, that's that's multiverse variants. Yeah. Does anyone have any other miscellaneous thoughts? Can we go back to Slam Dunk really quickly? Guys, I fucking love Ice Shield 21. It is genuinely my one of my favorite comics of all time. Slam Dunk is also very good. They're both very good. Yeah, Slam Dunk is very, very good. Literally brought basketball to Japan. Like, we can, it, that cannot be understated. <laughs> but no, that, that was a good reference. I think the thing that gave me the biggest laugh in this series, that, like genuinely like a five minute, I have to put this thing down, what the fuck just happened laugh. In Slam Dunk? No, in, uh, sorry, in, uh, in Ichigoki, the the second to last chapter where it's like oh our high school reunion's coming up too bad we're training in the demon world i fucking lost my shit that was pretty great <laughs> i think i laughed so hard because it's like the demon world i think it kind of looks like the demon realm in yu yu Hakusho a little bit i don't know if that's the reference yeah. they were going for but it wouldn't be the first time that hayashi's referenced uh, uh yu yu Hakusho. i also read a little bit of um i'm from japan before i came on too there's literally a bit where like because like we were saying earlier like the main character of that has like a specific martial art based on like different prefectures of Japan. They also use that as a way to sneak in references to other manga based on like, oh, well, this manga author is from this prefecture, so I'm going to reference their manga. Literally in the first chapter, I forget which prefecture it is, but they use that as an excuse to reference Togashi, and the main character literally just uses Darkness of the Dragon Flame or whatever, and it's like... <laughs> so this, this guy is no stranger to referencing Yu Yu Hakusho. Excuse yeah. me, Dragon of the Darkness Flame, thank you. Yes, yes. Yes, please, please. Anyway. <laughs> but no, yeah, that, that genuinely was like the biggest laugh I got from the series. Got, okay, okay. <laughs> I respect that. I did not laugh when that happened, but I respect that. <laughs> and I respect everyone's thoughts. So why don't we get into our final verdict? Okay. 
All right, we've got quite a lot of six for summaries from the community. Let's do this. From Tucker, awful outset, middling middle, fucked finale. Maxi beat, four robot shrunken curl fetish displayed. <laughs> a spooky skelly. Oh, great. Another high school series. Yeah. Chemi Chems, cerulean clad cyborg causing consistent consternation. Chicken Warlord, Deus Ex Machina's itself through everything. Diego, yep. Ichigoki's cancellation is not under control. Ooh, I like that. Hey, that's clean. That's clean. That's, that's, that's clean. Good. That's yeah, a yeah. good one. That's a good one. DGZ, the evil sleepy AI. Manga so skippable, it skipped itself. <laughs> That's good. <God. laughs> Dude rocks. Great Dragon Ball parody. Otherwise, meh. Yeah, fair. Generic man. Dead on arrival. No regrets dropping. Lord Anubis. One piece is Frankie writes a manga. Yeah, okay. On that note, Luffy says Ichigoki is constantly jumping the shark. Meru going under no direction after months. And Portal Man says how I turn into a Gundam. <laughs> Hey. Okay. Real says, give me the flower spinoff manga. That's what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. First yeah. pro yeah. weed manga in Shonen Jump. Absolutely. Riley said, lazy references don't make good manga. <laughs> Scott said, life imports, life improves greatly after completing high school. Yeah, it's true. That's actually a fact. 100%. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. way better in college. Spike, did it time skip the humor too? Yeah. Super Dave, obvious glitches in the creative process. The Yeti, Million Dollar Man, MC Mitigates Mayhem. Man, these alliterations are fucking you up, David. More effort than this manga had. Yeah, well, they're fucking you up, too. Yeah, T. Wolfwood said, brilliant genius couldn't invent good jokes. Boom. And then, Colton, what is your six-word summary, my man? I'm really glad I re-listened to the show last night, because I, I almost forgot to do one of these. Mine was, so many balls, so little time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about college. <laughs> hey. Jordan, how about yours? Obama chuckled. You mean chaos testicles? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking reference. <laughs> That's way better than mine. I had three, so I'd like to know which one of the... I thought all of these were good, Um, so tell me if any of these are actually good. So my first one is, offers stop carrying speedrun any percent. Yeah, pretty good. It's okay. Ichigoki's under control, the plot isn't. That one's pretty good. And neither fetishes or humor is subtle. Mm. I like speedrun. I like speedrun. That one. was my favorite one, too. I like the second one personally, but that's just me. Oh, man, I thought the I third know. one was my favorite. <laughs> Damn. You never know. Damn. <laughs> that's why comedy is so hard. Yeah. Yes. And then, let's all say flop or not, I... I'm to say this is a normal flop because I think it really turned itself around in the last few chapters. I think so too. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't full on certified. That first chapter was was windmill slam certified flop, and I was actually this is probably a contender for most turnaround series. <laughs> Somewhat. No, I mean I was surprised how many uh, how long like our what it did well section was. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you guys came up with a really good term. I I forget which episode it was. I re I re-listened to a couple episodes last night in prep. Oh well, thank. Oh thank you. You guys came up with a really good term that I think you guys should use more often. I'm going to say this is flop sided. Like, <laughs> it's not 100% a flop, but like, you know, it's it's still kind of a flop, you know? So if you had to average it, though, would you call it a flop or not? I, I guess on average it's a flop. I genuinely did like this series for the most part. Like, again, like I said, like the, the middle, it's very hit or miss for me. But like, you know, if I had to give it like a number score, which is like what I normally do, like this was like a six or seven out of 10 for me, maybe close to a six. Mm -hmm. So I, I honestly think that like this series is funny 5% of the time, mediocre 40% of the time, and then atrocious 45% of the time. Okay. Or 55%. So it just does not equal anything I would remotely consider Mm -hmm. No, I, I kind of agree with David. There are moments of brightness in this manga. There were also brief moments in this manga that reminded me of Bone Collection. You never, ever want to <laughs> remind somebody of Bone Collection. You just don't go to the Bone Zone. No, never, never. No. The way I would kind of like put it is this wasn't bad enough to where like, you know, if Hayashi came up with another manga, you know, tomorrow or something like I wouldn't be opposed to reading it. 
That's fair. Yeah. So I guess, though, since we thought this was a flop, what would people recommend instead of reading this? I think if people want something kind of similar to this, like a like a jump gag manga that that involves a robot, I think people should read me in Roboco. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dr. Slump. <laughs> Dr. Slump is really good, too. Like, it is genuinely probably the best gag manga to ever exist because Toriyama's comics are usually pretty good. But Mia Roboco is really good because, like, it does something that I wish Ichigoki had the chance to do more, where it's like, it's a really funny gag series that's also, like, very reference-heavy because uh, the author of it is a huge yeah. Shonen Jump fan and loves referencing Jump manga. Isn't every volume cover a parody of, like, a famous cover? It sure is. And they're all good. They're always good. I, I look forward to every time those covers come out. Like, not only is it a funny gag manga, but like its ensemble cast is like very developed, too. Like it gets to the point where like sometimes they just have like a really like sweet, emotional chapter. Like some some chapters don't even end on gags. They just end on really like heartbreaking moments. Sometimes it's it's genuinely really, really good. And I think if people want something they can laugh at, but also something where they can actually get into the characters and kind of care about them, like I, I th like that's something I would recommend reading over this any day. All I know is they like during the deaths of the hunter hunter hiatus, they kind of made a chapter that pretty much people concern it like an a honorary hunter hunter chapter. It's like really? the one where, what, where like the kid is naked and it has like a bunch of Tagashi text in it. <laughs> and people are like, is this just a chapter of Hunter Hunter? That is specifically a Hunter Hunter chapter, kind of in the style of like the Chimera Ants arc, where it's like, oh, the narrator's yeah. literally Ooh. like narrating everything that happens. Like it's oh, it's, yeah. it's specifically referencing like that part of that arc. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, Jordan's gonna go check it out. But Jordan, though, before you do that, what do you recommend for our listeners? Robocop. <laughs> okay, sure. Robocop's a re look Robocop's a really good movie. It's also really funny. People don't talk about that enough. It is like. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, it's a good satire and it's it's cool. It's about a cyborg. Hey, 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 guys, guys, I've never I've never seen Robocop. Well, this is my recommendation to you. Go watch Robocop or in its sequel, Robocop 2. <laughs> yeah, Robocop 2. <laughs> my recommendation, I, I, we, I actually talked about in this episode, but Dr. Slump, you should read absolute legendary series like Creator Dragon Ball Z, Cromartie High School. If you want a series where everyone is absurd, Freddie Mercury is just in that series. <laughs> yes, he is. As a yeah. high schooler. There's actually a robot teenager in that series, too. And then actually Matama Security, if you want to see, I, I think Matama Security is not super strong, but it's way, way better than oh, this. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it has sure, very sure. similar humor and it has a fantastic last chapter. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Matama Security is really, really good. I, I love that series. The moment that I still love for that is he's just like, now you are a good basketball man. <laughs> and that's how you found out Matama was a, was a sequel to Slam Dunk. God. Yeah. And Jordan, I think we're safe to say this was middle of the road. This is not the best or worst thing we've read. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into shout outs. So Colton, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure recording with you. Do you mind telling the audience where can they find more of you? Sure. Yeah. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you could find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. As I also mentioned, I also host produce way too many podcasts. I don't want to go over all of them. I mean, first and foremost, if you want to hear me talk more about manga, go listen to Manga Mavericks at MangaMavericks.com. You know, for people who like this show in particular, I didn't even mention this. We also do our own fair share of like canceled manga episodes 
episodes that we do that mm-hmm. we do have Maxi on for most of them. You know, a great contributor to oh, the Maxie. podcast. Oh, absolute legend. Hell Ma- yeah, Maxi's actually like a, like a good friend of mine. Like I've recorded with them for a long time here and there on Manga Mavericks. So if you want to hear us talk about canceled manga, we've done episodes on stuff like you know Red Sprite, Barrage, Takamagahara. Ooh, we try to do at least like two canceled manga a year. You know, that's just ki- that's just kind of like how much room we have to do amongst like everything else we're doing. So if you want to hear me talk about canceled manga as well, along with Maxi, you can go listen to those episodes. If you want to hear any of my other stuff, like Justin Gintama podcast, where I talk about Gintama, one podcast prevails where I talk about Detective Conan, or this is this is probably my favorite one that I'm doing right now, honestly, Wheel of Scoob. It is a patron exclusive podcast over at the Ask Backwards Anime Podcasting Network at SSANetwork.com, where we are attempting to go over the entire filmography of Scooby-Doo by way of a giant wheel. Jesus. It's had varying results. Really? Not all the movies are good. I will tell you that. What? Did you already do the best Scooby-Doo movie? Which one is that? You have to tell me. My heart says Zombie Island, but my teenage heart says the Hex Girls one. We haven't done either of those yet. We're just doing what the wheel says. It's not really up to us, but like I am really hoping that we don't get the Zombie Island until like the very last one because I kind of want to get like all the bad ones out of the way. That way, when we get to Zombie Island, like it'll just be a breath of fresh air, like finally good shit, you know? The Hex Girls, like no cap, awakened a lot of people's goth fetishes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the Hex Girls! <laughs> That is super awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, Jordan, I also say thank you for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with editing. Thank you, David, for all the work that you do here, including the editing and putting together the document. Uh, no problem. Props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover. Find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Dylan for assistance editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance for pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. They're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And join the Shonen Flop Discord. Open everyone, Patreon or not. Come hang out with us, talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also Ooh. have a monthly movie night. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support get a ton of awesome perks including exclusive episodes like we talked about on eight gravity boys and this month we drop jordan what piece of content we're covering diesel <laughs> with <laughs> shuckmeister yes oh yeah oh, colton knows what diesel god. is remake is the kindest way to describe that comic. i have read diesel it is something yes <laughs> and we have a lot of something to talk about with shuckmeister have you figured out why that manga is called diesel you know, I don't think I actually know. Why Why is it called Diesel? Oh, I don't know. I was asking Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew Jordan didn't know no, that I, when he I, asked. I thought you were setting know. me up like, I'm about to drop this fucking fun fact on you. I was I was ready to learn something. Yeah, it's actually, if you notice that the main character's name is Deal Cecilson. It's not. But I yeah. wish it was. I wish it was. <laughs> this is like at work where I send in like a report and like the lady reading the report left one comment on the six page document. And I was like with my boss and I was like, huh, like I was reading the note and he's like, and I was just asking, I was like, Aaron, do, do you know what this comment means? And he's like, of course. And he reads it. He's like, oh, I have no fucking idea what she's asking. You gotta go talk to her. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a ton of fun and including talking to perks, you get warm up audio, unedited episodes and deleted scenes, and you get a shout out from us during the episode, which we're going to do right now. All right. Starting with our chainsaw man patron, we have dude man, bro guy, and then moving on down to the dolphin dad, we have, Hey daddy, wink, wink, want to explore some holes together. Oh, uh, hello. And then Rachel is my lovely fiance. I love you. My little gremlin. <laughs> Um, I guess he's just going to keep rotating what animal it is. And then moving on down to the ravioli tier, my favorite Did tier. You call, 
Did you call Rachel a little gremlin? Oh shit, he did, didn't he? That was the patron name. That, that sounded like you said that, dude. No, that okay. No, for clarity, the name of that patron is Rachel, my lovely fiance. I love you, my little gremlin. And I just shortcut it because they talked about ravioli last time, and I thought they were talking about ravioli with that. But you're right. It's okay. You're you're being paid to say it. It's fine. She'll understand. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Good thing she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Next up, we have the ravioli tear, where you get weekly photos of my adorable paparu ravioli. Yeah. She's very adorable. She just got a haircut. So look forward to that, listeners, for some ravioli haircut content coming out. And we have Chris, Eva, Istrafont, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. She asked me to buy her some candles um, as a gift. And then when I went to look, they were actually not on sale yet. And she said it was a test to see if I would try and still buy them. <laughs> Scarlett Pyramidon and Trevor Schechner. And moving on down to the King of the Forest, we had 090Z, Shala Florine, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, King Solomander, formerly the Real Jory, Kirby Mont, Marty, Max Baker, T. The Dungeon Master Next Door, T. Wolfwood, and Tommy Boy. Thank you all so much, along with our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. Thank you so much, everybody. I love all of you. You're all my children. And you can find Patreon at patreon.com slash Flop. Yeah. And Jordan, anything you want to add? Check out Mission Ignition. That's it. All right, cool. Then all that's left is let's go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Harrisburg in Mirror World. Thank you. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Colton. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopping! Yeah!